Hey, this is Matteo Lane. I'm Emma Wilman. And this is Inside the Closet. Inside the Closet. And we're back. We are back with another episode. We weren't able to do last week because Emma had the flu. Yeah, I had the flu. I don't know if it was the flu or just like a crazy, awful oh, cold. You had but... the flu. Emma, everyone's getting this fucking flu. I was in L.A. with Bob and we were selling, you know, doing pitches for a show. He had the flu. You had the flu. Like Sucked. everyone's getting the flu. And it, it, apparently it's an epidemic. Not this is a really horrible way to start the show, but like kids are dying. Like people what? have died from this. Yes. People have died from this flu. Like of some four-year-old in Wisconsin died on the on her way to the hospital. This was the first time that I ever I had something where I was I had a fever, and where it came on was I had worked out for the first time in like mm, fifty years or two. It was like I'd worked out for the first time in two weeks, and then the next day I felt my whole body felt so like the sorest I've ever been in my life. Like mm-hmm. I, I was like hardly able to like, and I was like wow, how did I get that out of shape in two weeks? And then I started getting a fever, and I was like, maybe I'm getting sick. And then I went and I did a show, and then by the time I got back from the show, I did the show with my friend, and when we were on the car ride back, I couldn't even understand what he was saying because I had a fever. So the reason I was so sore was aches and pains from it. But I thought, I was like, I was like I'm never doing squats again. Like, that's insane. Well, remember when you and I both got sick in Montreal? Yes, this so was worse the same than that. Thing, the same thing happened to me where I was like, I had, so the reason I got sick is because, uh, and I did have the flu because the doctor told me I had the flu, but I had flown from Rome, and within a day, I flew from Rome to Barcelona to Amsterdam to JFK, got out of JFK, took a cab, went to LaGuardia, took a plane to, Rome, to Montreal. And then, of course, I was like, well, I had, it's been two weeks in Italy, like I haven't worked out, I'm going to work out, I'm going to try and feel good. And then I did the same thing. I worked out and I thought, this workout seems way harder than usual, but maybe it's because I've been, like, gone for a couple of weeks. Right. And then I was, like, 102 fever. I remember not even, like, really being able to walk from the car to the doctor's office. Yep, I couldn't walk out. And I was like, God damn, like, this is is no joke. Like, I I don't, I don't know about this. Yeah, well, I mean, squats are, they're, they're a hard workout, but I've never not felt bad. like, yeah, this was like, uh, this was, this was, like, and I told my, yeah, this was crazy, but um, I don't think we've gotten to catch up since, since the holiday, right? No, I don't think, because we did a couple episodes before, so yeah. I, when is the last time we, the I last mean, we talk I, every day, but when is the last time we sat down and did this? We were in person, which was lovely, and it was in... And we called your mom, which was very touching. But I don't think. Oh that... no! That, but that was over. The, that was before the holidays. Yeah, I forgot. Yep. I called my mom. Yep. Which you guys said a lot of nice things about my mom. Thanks. Oh, was it was nice so sweet. It's so nice when people are just so not homophobic. Isn't that lovely? <laughs> you know, because because it's true. It's but true. It, there's so many fucking homophobes. It, I hate everything. It's true. Like, and it's like, yeah. There's like so much progress that have been made, but it's so nice. Like, you know. And I can t- I, I went to Maine and I got to be on this reality show that I'm just on two episodes of it. It's about this woman that makes moose poop out of which you know she doesn't the moose make the poop she makes she she, she herself learned how to make moose poop. <laughs> it's amazing. Which is, I mean, you want to talk about a talent? Yeah, looks a lot sculpting like sculpting the moose poop. You, moose poop coming out of you? First of all. How much shit is coming out of a fucking moose? It's apparently there's... And she gets it from a lot of different mooses. But she's gay. 
And she's in this... Which is not a good look for us as a community. That's what I thought, but actually she's very inspiring because at first I was like, what the fuck? But then it, it's kind of like she started selling the poop because that's what she had access to to sell. Because she's in this tiny town, 583 people. The she town- couldn't just find clay. She, I don't know. You're telling me that she exhausted all of her resources, looked around, saw a pile of moose shit and thought... I found my golden ticket. Girl. Actually, that is kind of what happened. She was walking what? through the woods and got and and was like saw some moose poop and was like, "I'm gonna tr- try to sell it." It sounds crazy, but when you meet her, it's she's actually it's very touching. Like I I'm, sorry, I, I, I'm sure she's nice, but your then your house has moose shit in it. Oh, her house is moose shit everywhere. There is no Italian woman on the face of the fucking planet who would buy moose shit it's once you see her i know it sounds crazy once you see her like as i got to meet her and hear the story i was like okay like i'm in but she and you know i'm like into any kind of business idea when i first heard (laughs) that i was like okay like but she is gay and she's married and they adopted three kids and uh it's one thing that's like really refreshing is like as i was like being around the community i was like wow like at no point is there any part of the conversation about it them being gay. Like it's just like, okay, on granted, moose poop is a big distraction, but it's like in, <laughs> in a town, in a town of five hundred people, you would think that, you know, it's the middle of nowhere that they'd be maybe like, you know, it's like Trump supporters and all that stuff. But nope, she, it's just not talked about. And I was like, wow, that's so. That really but is do like think, a do progress. Do you think Maine is a little better than like the middle of Arkansas? I don't know. I mean, Maine is rural on the coast, and then in the middle of the state, it's more conservative. So I, maybe it is. I don't know. I don't know if in rural Arkansas would be a bigger thing, but I think it's just like she's just living her life and trying to create jobs and raise kids, and they focus the, – the town doesn't even – I don't know. I mean, she, good for her that this bitch can sell moose shit and make a ton of money and has a TV show. Oh, like, she's not – I'm, I'm, I'm talking about exhausting resources. I'm exhausting every resource yeah. that I have. Singing. Acting, yep. comedy, writing, totally. my ass, and I've sold nothing. Right. So the fact that this woman's selling moose shit, you know what? I'm jealous, bitter, and <laughs> and I guess proud of her. Yeah, that's kind of how it. I mean, the business. It's not like the business is like booming. I think that they. I think that they. It's very like <laughs> no pun boom. intended because don't farts boom. Yeah, it's it's not. Oh, it's so hard not to do puns about poop. But if you she had a, vi- but a you video, you have to. No one can. Right. Here's the thing: you cannot work with moose shit and then not have a sense of humor. Like you, right. you just can't. Like you have to laugh in the face of adversity when people are like making fun of you for making moose lamps, right. moose yep. shit lamps. But then you have like a fucking second story on your house. Right. But I'm just saying, you have to have a good sense of humor. You cannot tell someone, I work with moose shit, and then if they laugh, you get highly offended. Right, I could see like, if you were a brain surgeon. <laughs> right. They're like, they're making fun of me about my moose poop again. People are assholes. But I, you know what? I bet you less people second guess if that's her full-time job than to do comedians. Comedians, doesn't matter who, right. what you've done. I did Stephen Colbert three years ago, and a girl from high school messaged me and said, so cool, what do you actually do for work, though? Is this a hobby? Oh, God. So I, I bet you <laughs> that this, this moose shit woman, what's her name? Can I, what's her, her name? I don't Mary. Wanna... And the Mary. company's called Turdy Works. So if you look up Mary Wenchenbach's 
Turdy Works, then you can see a video of her that went viral a couple of years ago of her at a fair selling uh, moose poop. But isn't it, am I am I being rude? No, I think that that's the pretty traditional reaction. Like you're like what? <laughs> and then you see it, and then you're like, I mean, at the fairs, like at first people are like, huh? And then she like kind of goes into it, and she's really passionate, and you're just like, it's just totally, but it's just bizarre. And then it starts to kind of make more sense. But it also that was like another thing where I was like, that just shows like the, how that there is still so much homophobia because it's like when you when I see something that's like really not homophobic, I'm like I notice it because I'm like oh that's nice. Like, there's no, it's not, like, something that's being, like, tolerated uncomfortably. It's just, like, not a thing. And then that's that's pretty incredible. Yeah, I, I think, you know, in terms of, if you really, if we really sort of take a step back and really look at, like, what homophobia actually is, like, there is still systemic homophobia. Absolutely. Is that the proper way of saying it? Like, I think sometimes people don't realize when they're doing something homophobic. In the same way that I think with, like, racism and misogyny. Oh, like, people, for Hillary Clinton, whatever you thought about her as a candidate, people who couldn't bring themselves to vote for her. Right. Don't, I don't think they could even admit to themselves it was because she's a woman. It's just right. because I mean, that's, that's how much it's ingrained in all of us. Totally. You know, like... The men versus women. Totally. Right? So I think homophobia is, it's definitely, look, if it's illegal to be gay in 72 countries, it's there. Totally. Absolutely. It's it's there. And it affects you, same with like different like race, class, gender, like these things are like all intermixed in ways that if you are in part of the privileged group for one of them, then you don't really realize all the ways that you're privileged because you get those privilege part of the privilege is not even having to think about it so then it's like oh can i even be trusted to like you just have to be aware as you can about it but it's like an ongoing thing because it's so entrenched in society well i've never hated the homosexuals i've always <laughs> loved them my father was a homosexual and so how old was, is she now does she is she someone I, i'm in my when you look at <laughs> when you look at her does she get is she someone that gets cosmetic surgery Liza? Yeah. Um, speaking of which, we'll get to my Botox yes, in a minute. Yes, I can't Liza, wait. I'm so proud. <laughs> Liza, I'm sure she's gotten, like, stuff before. Not you now. Don't... Now she's, like, a one of those witches, like, <laughs> at the CVS. And um, you don't, but you don't look at her and you're, it's like, whoa. No, 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 no. She's never gone cuckoo bananas. She's like, look, she's, she's had good skin. Her and Whitney Houston, mm. for as much as drugs as they abused, always looked pretty good. I mean, Liza's right. a strange beauty. You know, she's got these big eyes that are kind of separate. She really looks like Drake if he had she's a wig and eyelashes. She's got these big eyes that are kind of separate. Yes, she has, like, eyes on the side of her head. Huh. Which I have almost the same eyes, so I'm only saying it because I look like Liza. I've never noticed Whitney, that. But, but she's never looked bad. Like, even in her fullest drugged-up days, she never right. looked bad. She's well She's kept. gone up and down in her weight, that's for right. sure. Right, But she's never looked bad. Like, no wrinkles, no heavy this, no crazy plastic surgery. Same with Mariah. Mariah she's getting work done by someone who's good then. Because when someone's really good, they make it look like you don't have any work done. You're just like, oh, they look good. Well, I think that the key is to do little bits. Yep. I think, like, Madonna has done a lot. When I look and... at her, I'm not, like, shocked, though. Because I actually was trying to... I wanted to see what you thought about. I was going to try to write a joke about someone that has too young of a face. 
so then you assume on their body, so then you assume they're even older than they might actually be. Because there's someone who has had a lot of work done. and We're talking about Madonna. Not Madonna. This is someone else who... Okay. I, I haven't seen a recent picture of Madonna, but they've got so much work done, and it actually looks good, but it doesn't look quite right with their body because you're like, you're not that young. You're not two years old. And so then I assume they're even older than they are because they've clearly had so much done. I'm sending you a picture of Madonna right now. All right, let's see The thing about Madonna, I, I truly do love Madonna. Um, and Madonna doesn't look horrible, but she... Does it not look just, right? Something's weird. Well, you know who looks... Fucking J-Lo. She's hacked. The, she's got to be bathing in, like, baby's blood. J-Lo I mean, looks unbelievable. She... I am attracted to her. I'll, I'll go out on a limb and say it. I know I'm not a party of one. But Jesus <laughs> God. That, no, J-Lo looks like... Like, here, I'm sending it to you. Are you on your phone? Let's see. This right. is what Madonna looks we're like. Up I Madonna. Used to, oh, it's, it's her not next gonna, to... It's not going to do it while we're on the phone. But I'll look it up once we get off. I believe you, okay. though. Okay. Yeah, it's not, it's just, you know what it is? It's like, it's so puffy. Like, mm. it's so filler look. Like, she right. wants to look like, you know. So I, okay, so I had a little bit of a midlife crisis today. Okay. And uh, just business related, you know. Oh, uh, I just got the picture in, of her. Of, this is a recent picture of Madonna. Uh-huh. She doesn't look right. You're right. She, okay, this is exactly what I'm talking about. It's too taut. It's like, it's like. When someone's, and obviously, like, this is said with, like, full respect here. She's beautiful. But there's something now when you see someone and it's like, okay, it's, your skin is, I mean, her skin is less, less, and my baby niece would have more lines than that. Because that's, like, not, you're like, okay. I I wonder, because Courtney Cox had a real issue with plastic surgery a couple years ago. And filled her face up to what looked like no end, and then she had it. She had it taken out, and she looks great. She looks yeah, completely normal. I don't know how normal. people do that. I think you have to. I don't know if it's like a laser. I don't know how they do it. Yeah, I don't know how they. But do But you that. can get the filler out. I was told by a plastic surgeon that um, Madonna, excuse me, I was looking at my throat. Madonna, um, when she got her surgery years ago. She was taking fat from her body, mixing what? it up and putting it in her face, right? Because it was like it was like the, how they did filler back then. And he then I guess said, it's like a two for one because then you get the. But getting liposuction is like really difficult. Well, he said that they don't do that anymore. That 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 now what happens is they didn't know what the the results were, and now yeah. the results are not good. Right. And so it's hard to like fix that. And so Madonna did that type of surgery. So I wonder if maybe she got bad plastic surgery and is trying to like to recoup it. it right mm-hmm. see that's scary yeah because we don't know the full necessarily where what all this the results of i mean you know how all this i mean but getting fat taken from one part and put into another part that doesn't even to me who's got tv teeth from a dentist in harlem who let me do it for cash <laughs> even me i don't think i'd do that i don't know if i would do that I barely wanted Botox today. Yeah, so tell me about it. So my trainer looks great. He's almost 40, and he, you know, said that he'll get, like, Botox every once in a while. And he just has nice skin. And I'm like, I always look tired. I always look sleepy. I was, you know, and I'm always kind of complaining. And I'm like, you know what? I'm having a little bit of a midlife crisis. So I'm like, fuck it. So I was like, what's his name? I made an appointment. I went in today. Were you scared? I was scared the first time I did it. 
I wasn't scared because someone I know who gets it trusts him, and I like the doctor. The doctor right. was nice. He's like a gay guy in Hell's Kitchen. Like, he was cool. And I just said to him, I don't want a shit ton. I don't want on my forehead. I need. I don't mind the lines on my forehead. I want to have expression. I said, just around my eyes, so I feel, like, a little more awake. Like, right. I always look, like, sleepy or really tired or puffy. And he was like, okay. So he's like, well, instead of 24 units, we'll do 12 and like then, we have any idea what the fuck that means we just know that it's less like it's like okay so less right i'm like cool i was like right. let's just do totally subtle if i like the look i can come back in two months and right. do maybe a little more then he said because i get like really puffy eyes and he was like what you can actually do for that he's like it's called a vampire facial oh do you know i've what that heard is? of this yes what is it they like take blood and then they take your blood actually let me let me google it so i can like properly say what it is okay vampire facial i think that you have um, to recover for a long time if you get that i, I don't okay explain the vampire facial also known as blood facial or prp facial involves extracting blood from a patient's arm using a, a centrifuge to separate platelets and plasma from the red blood cells then they inject it back into your face oh god yes but he, he said that this would, that this would like take the, like like the thing we were just saying Madonna shouldn't do. No, that hers is like filler. This is like just like platelets from your blood. Oh, so God. it's like what it does is it promotes collagen. So like if we put it underneath my eyes or the rest of my face, like it just gives you like a refresher. Right. I'm not like actually injecting fat into my face. Oh, God. Do you think you would do it? I think that you have to like take like a lot of downtime if you do it. No, he said you wouldn't. I just have to come in like four four times. So really? Do like once a month. Yeah, it's like you have to do it a couple times. If it but, makes I you mean, feel better in your skin, I'm all for it. But I'm surprised, like, like out of me and my sister, I'm shocked that like I'm the one that's like, oh yeah, like I'm for Botox and stuff. But mm-hmm. any it anything that makes you feel more comfortable in your skin. And then there's the question of like, oh, am I doing this because I'm like in denial about the aging process? That I wonder about a little bit for myself because I'm like, I can't use this as an excuse to not take care of myself. Like, because. No, I don't think it's about that. I think it's like, I got. I think there's a difference. Look, do whatever you want to make you happy. Right. I don't know if I'm going to get this vampire facial. But he just told me about it. Doesn't right. mean I'm going to get it. I also just am going to see. It takes like three or four days, he said, for the Botox to like yep. take effect. Now, wait, yep. why is that? I thought it would take effect like right nope. away. Because it has to freeze the muscles in your. I just got it done yesterday. And ooh. Because the thing is, is it was. I, I was just noticing it like a little bit where I was like, oh, I, yeah, I saw, okay, all right, I see it. I'm human. And then I was like, zap it. But it takes. They, they, it freezes the muscles. So I think it just like takes a minute for it to do that. Hmm. So you'll see, but you'll see, and then you're like, but I was so scared because I was like, oh God, it's my face. Like, what if I was just really nervous? And then it was like, not, it's, and it's, it's temporary too, which makes me feel better about it. Can you imagine, like, back in the day, like, when facelifts were the option for this? That's fucking <laughs> scary. And I know two people. I mean, they're literally cutting off parts cutting of your off, face and, and like, lifting, lifting it. it. That's, I know two people that have gotten facelifts and, that were like friends of my mom's and they were it was like not good on both times like it was like too much like you're it was just like an unspoken thing like okay don't comment on da-da-da's face because they had a facelift and it doesn't look what quite if we right. become those people where like we before we enter a room people are like do not comment yeah. on their face oh God. like because because the like that was that lady who looks like the cat 
Um, I don't Jocelyn know. Jocelyn Rochelinsher or something like that. I don't know. Is she a well, performer? She, no, she's like, uh, she, you would know her. She she's like got lady. so much plastic surgery. Yeah, she got so much plastic surgery, she wanted to look like a cat. I, yes, you definitely know who she is. Jocelyn Rosenstein or something like that. And her face is so fucked up. And um, it's like, what if I am just, like Michael Jackson? Like, what if I'm that? Right. And The thing is, is you go into someone good that you trust. Because, like, it get, does get addictive because I was in there and I was like, hey, what about this? What about that? And then the he was like, no, like, you don't. We don't want to do that. You'd start to look weird. And I was like, all right, fine. If, you know, if you say so. And then I kept asking him. I was like, um, I was like, I want to do something where I can get my butt frozen off. And everyone's what? like, yeah, that's not a thing. If you want to change your butt, you just have to go to the gym. And I was like, God damn it. Emma, you have a nice body and you have a great butt. I'm not sure what you want to fit. Like, what, is you, what do you want to do with your butt? It's flapping in the wind. Whenever I get, whenever I get like, like my pants are tight, it's because my butt's popping out. It's just... But that's a good thing. I don't want it. Get it Why, gone. you're trying to be the, the man one? I don't know what it is. It's just the butt's too big. Do like, you think I'm the like, butt... Do you feel it feminizes you? I don't know. I, I feel like it makes my pants tighter than I want. Because my butt's, like, protruding and, like, taking up all the space. I've never heard anyone complain about having a big butt. Really? Because everybody wants to have a big butt. Not you have a me. nice butt. I appreciate it. Yeah, not me. Like, I have a pretty big butt for my body. You know who's and, got a big butt? You know a comedian with a big butt? Uh, Theo Vaughn. Does, I didn't know that. Does he have a big butt? He does. He oh, was, good he, for him. We were at the stand one night doing shows a couple of years ago, and I asked him, I said, can I say something, and I don't mean this to sound, like, um, sexual. I mean this, like, in an actual, like, like a body-building type way. I was like, you, you have a, a very uh, good glute Nice. Like, I was trying to sound at least... Yeah. I asked for approval, and I was trying to be, like, not me doing it. But I, it, I was like, you sh- that's that's great. Yeah, you saying know? good glute. Okay, if you're a gay guy trying to compliment a straight guy's butt, saying good glute is definitely the way to do that. Um, good glute. Well, I was trying not... Because I wasn't saying it. I'm not right. sexually attracted to Theo Vaughn. I wasn't hitting on him. I had right. none of that. Right. But I, he was on stage, and I was like, God. I was like, that is impressive. Those are some good glutes. You know, um, Giannis Pappas complimented my ass on stage once. Oh, good I for felt him. great about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it's it's the guy I saw. I was sitting at a cafe, and the, where the cafe was, it made it so it was island with the street, and I saw this butt go by, and I'm like, "That's a big, that's a big baby got back." But who's and butt? It was it was um, Trevor Noah. Oh my God, Trevor Noah has one of the nicest butts on the face of the planet. Yeah, he's got a he's got a big popping, but he's got a big butt. Yeah, it's literally f- one of the world's greatest butts. I wonder how he feels about that. I hope and pray that he is. He celebrated. appreciates it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I think it's a liability. Too much butt. <laughs> Too much. He could butt. insure his butt like J Lo did. Right. God, she looks good. So you went J-Lo and got the Botox. Looks amazing. So I yeah. got the Botox. And that's it. I'll just wait two to three days to start looking like Maleficent. Perfect. And You're going to be happy. That. You're going to be happy with it. How was doing... Well, 
you will be happy. I promise. It's so yeah. subtle. You're not even. Gonna, you're probably not even going to notice. Well, I hope I notice something. You'll notice that you look people because I was upfront about it with the Botox, and I saw this comedian in LA, Jody Miller, and she now she looks great. Like I, it's a thing where I wouldn't have been able to tell she had work, but she just looks great. And she was on stage, and she was like, "Yeah, I look." I forget. I'm p- totally paraphrasing, but she was like, "I got Botox," and she was like, "I'm." totally transparent about it if someone says you look good i'm like botox and i'm doing the same thing too because i don't want to front like i'm drinking like she was like celebrities are always like say you can say thank you though you can say thank you yeah i'm not like botox well i am but she was like celebrities are always (laughs) like oh i look good i'm eating cinnamon and it's like no motherfucker you're also and only cinnamon right like you're also cinnamon you're and what else besides the cinnamon Water, and liposuction, facelift, exactly. plastic surgery, lip injections, right. but also the cinnamon does a lot. Right. Yeah. And it's like um, I, I for Christmas break, I went to Rome. How was it? I had the best time. I went to Rome with my friend Taylor's boyfriend Alex, Sashir Zameda, and Nicole Byer. Oh, that's great. Did you guys like explore around, or what did you guys do? We did, and it was also really funny to watch Nicole in Rome mm. because Nicole had she kept- been there before. She'd never been there before, and so there's a couple things, like, I kept having to explain to... Now, Nicole claims she loves rules. That was her thing. I love rules. I love rules. Rules. So Italians are very specific about their food. There's rules to their food. Like what? So, for example, we went to... um, There's a place called La Freschetta di San Castello di Angelo, or Castello di Angelo, or something like that. And they have the best carbonara. I went there four times. Mm. And I brought Nicole. Now, carbonara, this is going to make, maybe to, like, what Italians call metagons, like, to non-Italian people, this may make no sense. Mm. But to Italian people, this makes sense. So carbonara in Rome is made with only pecorino cheese. No other cheeses. Okay, why is that? It's just the cheese it's made with. They made oh. the pecorino cheese, guanciale, the meat, pepper, spaghetti or rigatoni, and egg. That's it. Okay. And people in America, when they eat pasta, always want to add cheese. Right. More Italy, cheese, more you better. Do, you don't add cheese in Italy. They made everything ratio-wise perfect and presented the way it's supposed to be eaten. So, And that's why they're not got, fat. Well, also, it's just like... It's just a different way of presenting food. Like, we made this the correct way. Don't change it. And, right. and chefs will come out and say when they hand food, do not add anything to this. Wow. So Americans have to get used. Like, the waiters will just tell you no. Like, if you ask for cheese, they'll be like, no. What? So we what? were at this Roman pizzeria. I've never even and, heard of that, such a thing. Mm-hmm. We were at a Roman pizzeria, which I don't really like Roman pizza, but whatever. We were there, and it was good. And Nicole asked the waiter, she was like, can I have some cheese to put on this? And he goes, no. And what? keeps walking away. And Nicole's like, oh, I just wanted some cheese. I'm like, yeah, the Italians don't give a shit. The what Italians if you wanted hot like, sauce? I mean, in no way, in no, no, there's no world where Italians would allow you to put hot sauce on their pasta. That's insane. It's just how it is. It's well, like, if you wanted hot sauce, like a chili, like a spicy sauce... Right. You could have pasta arrabbiata, which is, it, it means angry pasta, but it, 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 it's, they're spicy pasta, you know, but they don't, if you have like a carbonara, the, it's, you're going to fuck with the way it's supposed to be made. So they only okay, want so to Okay, so you got to stick to the rules. Way. What if you have like mm-hmm. a gluten allergy? 
You probably shouldn't go to Italy. Wow. Well, that's so she did you guys go out and it's like bars or what would you guys do at night? Oh yeah, we we went out so New Year's the way they do New Year's there, they don't have any fucking rules. They don't give a shit. We went to this giant so the piazza rules called Piazza. Only exist in the food. Okay. Like you can't can't have cappuccino after eleven AM. They hate that. What? Yep. Only cappuccino in the morning. Never after eleven AM. They hate it. Why? And it's just the way they're co- it's the rules with their coffee. There's no coffee to go. Like you never get coffee and put it in a thing and keep walking. Coffee is drank at with a coffee shop. So you walk in, you can get either a cafe, which means espresso, a cafe lungo, which is double espresso, macchiato, which is like a cafe with a coffee with a little um, foam, or cappuccino. Those are your options. Wow. So you walk in, there's the bar, you'll say, like when you finally get in line, depending on the time of day, right? Once you get to the bar, they say, prego. What's that mean? How can I help you? And then you'd say, io vorrei, which means I would like un cappuccino e un caffè. Then they put down the glasses, they make your coffee, they give it to you, you drink it there, standing at the bar, you put it down, pay one euro, and you, you just pay, you drink it there. Okay. And then you pay one euro and then you leave. That's how they drink coffee in Italy. Okay. Good to know. And so, right. And no so Starbucks. They have one Starbucks in Milan. And it's like one of those Starbucks that they have here in New York by Chelsea Market where it's like gargantuous and like modern and like they have all different types of coffee. Like it's not like a normal shit Starbucks on 49th Street. You walk in, you're like, hi, double, you know, whatever. It's like these, like, sort of elaborate, over-the-top Starbucks. So, in, in Ita- the Italians don't recognize it as coffee. Okay, like what? They're like, that's where, like, the, like, losers hang out? They, they just sort of look at it like that is um, dessert, like a like, um, fun thing, not huh. coffee. They don't, re- they don't recognize it in any way, shape, or form as coffee. Well, how'd Nicole do with that? She did great. She loved oh, it. I mean, she had a great time. I I cooked giant dinners. They had this beautiful kitchen. Uh, that's in my latest Instagram post where I'm, like, naked with an apron. But I'm in this gorgeous kitchen, and it had every pot and pan, so I made giant dinners for all of us at oh, night. Oh, that's so and, nice. Yeah, it was... I had a... I really had a lot of fun. It was that's a so lot nice. of fun. Did you and, meet, um, any, meet any guys? No. I mean, I just spent it with my friends and just sort of enjoyed myself. And I really was more concerned about, like, eating good food. Totally. Said, like, a true person in their 30s. Kind of, yeah. I'm like, ugh, sex is whatever. (laughs) Yeah. I want to go. I want to eat pasta. Right. I really just needed to focus on eating good food and getting sleep. I haven't quite caught up in my sleep yet. Um, you guys weren't resting when you were there. When I went away, when I was away for Christmas, I well, I rested, but my I was there with my dad and stepmom, and they're both they both work at a one. My stepmom works at a hospital, and my dad works at the school, so they're up at like six and at work at eight. So they would be like, okay, breakfast at eight thirty. So I was I, we got to like chill and rest, but like they were like early morning people. Wait, didn't you 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 went to the? Um... I went to the Bahamas. My dad goes. To the, my dad goes to this place in the Bahamas every year. That's like super not um, developed. Like it's not like a it's not a fancy resort. It's this like very simple place that has like a bunch of little houses that are really like nice and well kept. Is it 
Is it? It's a, is great. It an, I, I'm gonna it's ask on an really stupid. It's, so what's the name? The Bahamas is an area of a collection of islands. Exactly. So like, okay, so what's this island? This one called? was called Cat Island, and all the most of the islands have like big resorts on them. This one doesn't. Like this is just like. But part of the reason is, is it amazing? It's awesome. It's it's it, it is it is amazing. It's so what pretty. What if I went with you one year? You would love it. it. There's like nothing. It's just there's just one restaurant that has really good food. That's the place where they stay, and then that's it. Like when Ashley got there, she was like, uh, "Is there a place I can get my nails done?" And I was like, "No, no, 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 no." Like it's wait. Just, I want to go to this island with you. You would love it. It's. It's so, it's just, there's just nothing there. Oh my God, Emma, what if you, me, and Ashley, like, did, and I could bring a boy, like, did like a double, like, vacation awesome. together. Or, or sometime me and you could go, and we could do some kind of work project, because it would be such a good place oh. to get work done, because it's like, there's we just should. nothing there. I bet we could, like, write a script. Do you want to go, like, in April or something? We can just pick, like, four days to go down? Here's the one kink. So when you fly, you fly to this place in Florida, and then getting to the island because it's so far out, you take this like little plane. Are you comfortable mm. on little planes? Yeah, I don't give a shit. So I never had given a shit before, but this time the flight down there, I I've never been more scared in my life. Like we, fl- it was an usually little flights are like, I don't know, an hour, maybe more. Whatever it was, we go right into this heart like a like full on storm. And it was, like, an hour of the plane just, like, dropping and going up and then dropping and going up. And there was there was only one pilot, and the plane didn't have two engines. Most planes have two engines in case there's a problem with one of them. And I've never been more scared in my entire life. I'll tell you, so my dad flies Cessna. Well, my dad's a pilot, so when we were right. kids, he would fly us in these Cessna planes and fly around Chicago and stuff. So I actually have zero fear of flying. Oh, that's great. Because you're... But we can do like the key. We can do the the keys or like the, the Florida keys or something. Yeah, I want to go somewhere and just get some work done and then try to sell it. And then if it doesn't work out, just try to become a goddamn acupuncturist. <laughs> How come we can't sell like a talk show together? I don't know, man. Well, we should put something together. Right. I don't know. How do we do? Should we put like uh, something? We should. Why don't we do that? We already have all what the fucking. A, I had an idea for a concept. I had an idea for a travel show, and when I had the idea, I was like, "Oh, no, it, not a travel show, prank show." Now I don't like prank shows, except. Oh, I can never do prank shows again it's, after Lady Life with MTV. So that's what I. So this is the idea. So I was thinking, what if it's like, okay, you go on vacation with a celebrity, or like a like a sports figure or someone of note, and you're there for three to five days with the person. And at some point, you're going to prank the person, and the person knows they're going to get pranked, and then they're also going to prank you, and you know you're going to get pranked. So the whole time, you're like, every time you go to an activity, you're like, okay, is this going to be it? And if you can guess when the prank is going to happen before it happens, you win points or something like that. So the whole time, you're like, oh, I'm about to get pranked, or like any crazy thing, you'll be like, is that the prank? But you only get like one or two guesses. Something where you know the prank is going to happen. And part of why I thought of that was because I was like, I want to go on vacation more. But I told um, the person that would like be the person to represent me in that idea, and they thought that was not a good idea. That's actually not a bad idea. It's not a I don't bad know if I would do the show because I hate pranking, but that's actually a really fun... People would love that. Because I, I don't like pranking either, but if the person knew they were going to get pranked... Like, say you and I like went a weekend in the woods and you knew you were going to get pranked that you you would be like 
or say I knew I was going to get pranked, I would be acting weird because I'd be looking at everything like freaking out. Like, am I about to get pranked? Yeah. Oh, I would. By the way, as much as I love you, if you asked me to go to the woods with you and (laughs) said I was going to get pranked at some point, never. That's true. Maybe. Yeah. It's kind of a tall order. Or maybe it's like you get a (laughs) maybe. Yeah. You come and then at some point I get to hit you in the head. Maybe it's. Maybe it's for like hit me in the head. Maybe it's well because it's like you know the thing's gonna happen. No one's gonna want to do it. Maybe if it was like not celebrities, Wait, why don't, just why normal don't we people. Ask people. Okay, closeteers. If Emma mm. and I were gonna have some kind of show together, what kind of show would you want us to see us doing? Like an interview show, a travel show, a morning talk, talk show. More like and like what kind of show would you want us? Would you want to see us do? Yeah. And we can get the help of the, the closeteers and then yeah. and then do that from there. And if you come up with the idea that we use, we'll get you um, free merch for life. I, okay. I like that idea. Free well, we merch steal for ideas. life. I just want to gauge people's interest in what they think we're best at. So I don't, we don't need specific ideas. Just like yeah. talk show. Would you want to see us like on a travel show? Just like gauge people's interest yeah. really. Well, I, I think it's our chemistry together. Just like the way we talk to each other is probably the best. I mean, that's the selling point. Of would the show. you want to do a travel show? I would, but they just they they just take uh, like months, yeah. months to do. Like I mean, months. Like I almost did that travel show for Netflix, and it would have been I would have been gone for six solid months. Right, and that's a long fucking time. I don't want to be gone for six months unless it's like, you know. Right. I could see like a sitcom or something. But right. I, yeah, that, because, yeah, I mean, yeah. Did well, you, that's that, also a world travel show. Like, if it was like a American travel show, oh. like, we could do a show called Gays in the South. Sure. And then just, like, see what it's like going to, like, rural areas and, and like, having dinner with people. Didn't, um, didn't, uh, what was that show with... What's the what's that celebrity? Sarah Silverman? No, the one uh like Ellen not not Ellen 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 the actress. Wasn't there one where it was like a gay travel show? Ellen Page? Yeah, I think it was supposed to be very bad. Uh, oh, what did she do? I she like would travel she would like be gay and like travel to like places. I never okay, saw it. Check. I just read the reviews. Ellen Page Yep Travel Show. I'm positive. I haven't seen her in forever. Because it was on Vice, and then, um, I don't know. I don't even know if Vice is a network anymore. There's too many different goddamn platforms. Yeah, and I, you know, still can't get a show. Someday you will. Can't get a Netflix special. Someday you will. Mm. You know? Somewhere, someday. Do you have any, you're singing that every morning to yourself. Yeah, somewhere. I just saw West Side Story last night. How was it? Well, I went to go see it. With, I actually went with Noam and Esty and Val. Oh, that's and, so fun. Um, Those are the owners we, and booker of the Comedy Cellar. Yeah, and, and they were great. We saw it. The, the show was... Look, the music's always going to be great. Right. Um, it, was, it, was, it was a revival, so it's like a completely new version of the show, and it was in preview still. I went to go see it partly because I was excited because Isaac Powell was going to be... Who's he that? plays Tony. He's the most attractive, most talented human being on the face of the planet. He plays Tony. Um, and we follow each other on Instagram, so of course I'm ask like him, losing my ask mind. Ask him to come hang out. He has a he has a boyfriend. Oh. 
He has a dedicated, lovely boyfriend, and I don't think he would be ready for this neurotic right. mess. But um, we saw the show. It was it was so opposite of what you'd expect for West Side Story. Like, it, it, they had the whole... What was really cool is they had the entire background was just a giant screen. Hmm. And then they would do this thing, like, when they would have characters interacting with each other on stage, cameramen came out on stage, and then they'd blow up what was happening between these characters. So it was, like, half of it was, like, a well-choreographed movie, and then the other half was a play. Interesting. So it was, it was interesting. And it, it, and it, will, it took me a minute to, like, adjust to it. And um, the guy who was stepping in for... Isaac was great. Um, he he actually has like a great like Frank Sinatra type voice. And then the woman who played Maria was phenomenal. She was like an opera singer, like too Like it was so. I actually found I found her on Instagram and I messaged her and I was like, "You were really great." And she wrote back and said, "Thanks." Oh, that's great. We should have her on the show. Sure, I'd love it. We should give you voice lessons. Yeah, that'd be awesome. I, I mean, for me, I forgot it'd be how awesome. operatic Maria's character. Have you ever seen West Side Story? Never before? seen it. Nope. Because every character is like tonight is gonna na 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 tonight, and then she's like. Tonight. I mean, it was so. I of course I loved it because it's opera. So I'm like, I'm here for it. Did would you? Did you, when you go watch opera? Does it give you the urge to try to do opera again? Um, no. I like doing stand-up. I think stand-up is so cool. I saw someone last night. I was at a show in L.A., and I saw someone doing stand-up, and he was so happy to be on stage. He was like... And he was doing really well, and he was like, man, I love doing stand-up comedy. Like, this is how I blow off steam. And I was like, man, I haven't felt that way in forever. You might you might be doing it too much. Mm, I mean, I took the break, but I was like... Just, I took the yeah. yeah. It, it made my it made me appreciate it again though because I was like, yeah, that's a, that's a good goddamn. When you see someone with a really good attitude about something, you're like, okay, you can choose to look at things in a lot of different ways. And if you're doing the thing anyway, why not look at it from that point where you're like so grateful for it? Like he was like, he was like, I just love doing this. Like, and and he was doing well. It wasn't like someone that sucked saying that. Although I did see. I, I, some, oh god, god! I saw someone last night. They, there was an open mic before the show I was doing, and this is going to sound so fucked up, but it was kind of refreshing. And he said the word, see, I'm I'm getting, like, nervous about uh, cancel culture a little bit, but he said a couple offensive words that you never like hear anymore. No, he didn't say that. He, 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 just words that you never hear. And he didn't the say. The N-word? No, 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 no. He didn't say it. He said the R word, and he said the M word for a little person. M word for the... Oh, oh, okay. All right. So the reason... He didn't say it angry, and he was quoting someone else, and he was talking about someone trying to sell him Girl Scout cookies. Mm -hmm. And English was his second language, too. So afterwards, I went up, and I go, this is, like, crazy, but since you... it, I don't know, something about when you said those words, I almost was like... I just couldn't believe it, because it's, like, so far out of everyone's vocabulary now, hopefully, as it should be. 
But I was like, that that felt like exhilarating almost to hear. And he was like, thank you. Like English is my second language, so I can kind of get away with it more. And then and he was like, I only do it in on stage, not in my real life. And I was like, yeah, interesting. Because like you just ne- I very ne- interesting. Yeah, and people, I was the only one laughing. <laughs> like I just that's always that's always a, a interesting sign when. The comic is losing their mind, Me and everyone and else in the audience comic. is silent. Yeah, the audience was like, it was also, it was an open mic, so the audience was mostly other comics, too, and I was just, I got there early because my show was after it, and I just couldn't believe, it was so absurd, because it's like, especially in LA, where you never hear any of this stuff, and if you're listening and you're like, why would someone condone someone saying this, I'm purely just acknowledging the fact that it was exhilarating that... You know, and the energy behind it wasn't hateful. I, I bet you I can tell you what it is. I think, and it depends on the comic, how it's delivered. Everything how is up in the How it's delivered is but, everything. So what I would say is there is a catharsis yep. of hearing someone say the thing you're not supposed to say. Exactly. Now, it depends on how it's being said, what's being said, who it's exactly. coming from. That that list goes on. But Tone the, and context the, the, is key. Of course. But the core of it comes from my voice is cracked like oh the core of it is that look we are so every as every day goes by and every generation comes in we are getting more restricted right. in how we behave and speak to each other and and hopefully for the best right, right? like we have to stop sexual harassment stop misogyny stop racism but there's that part of you every day you're in this straight jacket that when you sit down at a comedy show, it's this huge release because the comic is saying the thing that you're not supposed to say. I couldn't believe he said. It. I was like, "You just said, like you, like what, what?" And he was referring to someone trying to sell him Girl Scout cookies, and it was just so. Do Do I know this comic? No, this is a. I don't think this person. I, it's very like oh, doing open mics. I and I, I said to him afterwards, I found we like I was trying to make eye contact with him, and I said. I, I enjoyed your set. And he went, he was like, really? And I was like, I just, ne- you just never hear anyone talk like that. I mean, ever. And he, that's when he said English was a second language. And I was like, oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, he, see, he, he could probably get away with it because English right. is a second language. It was just so bizarre. Like, I was like, what? And if, um, too, like, maybe if he had been, I, I genuinely think if someone from the community, he was, like, if he had said the word faggot in the way that he was saying it, with this, like, kind of, like, upbeat tone where it didn't seem hateful. It was more just, like, he was using it. I would have been okay with that because it was just so off the wall. Like, it was, like, it was, like, an alternate universe. Like, I was, like, it, 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 people are running. I mean, like, literally, me even trying to talk about it, I'm, like, sweating and, like, jumping through hoops to, like, cup, try to cover my tracks. That's what everyone <laughs> is doing now. So for someone to just be on stage... And he was, his whole point was he was mad they didn't have more Girl Scout cookie flavors. But in him telling that, he said so much, like, words that you just don't say anymore that I was like... There's a there's a great comic uh, in New York right now. I don't want to say his name and give away his bit in case he's not finished yeah. with it. But he says faggot. But he references it to, like, how the word was back in the day everyone was called faggot for everything and right. he gives an example of why he was called a faggot right. and it is so fucking funny right? because I know this man and you really listen to what he's saying he doesn't hate gay people he's right. just saying that that's a word in the 80s that people said all the time right? and it's like yeah we have to be able to put into context of like how we talk about right. things like now I don't think like some 
I don't personally feel that the N-word is funny. I don't have any reason to use it. Um, I, there's a lot of words that I, I, I feel the same way about. Like, I personally, for me, don't feel, uh, I don't think it's funny. So I, I don't go there. Um, saying the R word is that that was a big one. Cause I used to say that word a lot. Yeah. Well, you have a, a, a good bit revolving around that word where you're not saying it offensively. Well, I used to use the word, I used to say the R word in that joke and then I, I stopped cause I did it at like a college and then the kids were not into it. And you know what? I was like, all right, I'd rather have college kids err on the side of being outraged by me saying the R word, fair enough, and make me really think about it, than college kids be like, yeah, yeah, fuck those people. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. if it's going to be mm-hmm. one of two extremes, I am thankful it's this extreme and not something mean. <laughs> like, it's I'd so rather... crazy, the the, the, yeah. the, the li- what we are... What we choose to do, and then every day it's a new hurdle of like, be self-expressing, but don't be this way, and say right. what you want, but don't say that, and, right. di- and it's like the balance between like, if I say this, do people understand the irony that goes with it? Right. Like, you know, like there's a there's a few jokes that I'm working on right now. Thank God they lock away those phones at the cellar because I'm like. Oh, I probably would... I don't know how people will respond to this. How are they responding when you're doing it? Big laughter, but you know that doesn't make a difference. People were laughing at plenty of comedians' jokes, and they still got canceled. A lot of times if someone gets... Like, if something really is funny, though, then... Because the instances where, like, people got canceled, like, with like with uh, Kramer when he was yelling, he wasn't joking. He was just mad and saying that. Oh, yeah, that was a horrible... That was terrible. And then Shane was just talking. It wasn't, like, a joke. There, the comedian that got canceled from SNL. He wasn't, like... And then I personally love Dave Chappelle's special. So, like, I thought it was, like, therapeutic to even be included in his dialogue and acknowledge where he was at in the process. I love Dave Chappelle's special. I know a lot of people... By the I way, mean, he went before me the day before Christmas Eve. I was in New York and I was doing shows, and I had a twelve fifteen a.m. spot, which is a pretty late spot. Yep, um, and normal like that's like a normal thing for comics to have. Dave Chappelle went up and did an hour and a half, which is short came, for him. He will come by and do. He I've never seen someone with that amount of stage stamina. Well, he's the I, girl. I ain't finished with this story. Oh boy, he did. He came up. And it was so nice, and then Liz, the manager, was like, oh, we have another show. He didn't realize it. So people were outside waiting in line for two hours with their wow. phones locked up wow. in the cold. Oh, and so when they came in, he said, I feel so bad. I'm going to go downstairs, cold open, just chat for ten minutes so that they feel like it was worth their time to see Dave Chappelle, blah, blah, blah. Right. And said, Mateo, what kind of credits I'm going to bring you up? And no I was like, fucking oh. way. Yeah, I was like, I was like, you know, you could say like a Netflix fifteen. He kept triple checking. He's like, Net, what is, is wait, it wait, called? Wait. The comedy this is line. Insane. Comedy line. Why? That's just crazy that he was gonna do the introduction. It's crazy too because like, yeah, when you host, you want to get someone's credits, right? But that's just crazy that it was Dave Chappelle. Right, right. And so Dave. Oh, he also when he was okay. So real quick because I'm, I have a, this is a proud moment of me. So when Dave is on stage, he is so he'll, re, he'll interact with comics, right? So right. like he did a lot of banter with um, Michelle Wolf and Mike uh, Michael Che, and so he was talking about something gay. So Michelle Wolf pl- pushed me in front, 
And we're, so there's like 300 people in the audience. And Dave Chappelle says, Mateo. I said, yes. He goes, I want a serious answer from you. I said, okay. He goes, where are you from? I said, Chicago. He goes, what angers a white gay man from Chicago in 2019? And without missing a beat, I said, the vocal decline of Mariah Carey. <laughs> and he, the audience, like, erupted, and Dave laughed. Like, he had no rebuttal. He just oh, laughed. Oh, that's great. And I felt very proud. And yeah, then when I went upstairs, great. he came up to me and said, did you see the last five minutes of my act? I said, no, I came up to eat pie. <laughs> and he goes, oh, he goes, I talked about your Mariah Carey joke. It was so funny. He's like, that was wow. really, really, really funny, Mateo. And I was like, thanks, Dave Chappelle. That's and amazing. Then, um, we went downstairs, and he said, I'll do 10 minutes. He did another hour and right. brought, Michael, brought Michael Che and Michelle Wolf on stage with him. And then he brought me up. So I went up at 3.30 in the morning. Jesus. And I, I look, it, I, I was fine. Now, Dave Chappelle I, is someone who's, an, I, he's a perfect example of someone that I can watch his material and say, I don't like this joke, but I do like this joke. Right. Right? We're, but I'm not up in arms about it. Right. Right? Like, I just simply yeah. don't agree with some of the stuff he says. But the, a lot of other stuff he says is really, really funny. Yeah, I usually so, find myself a pretty much agreeing with him. And then things that I don't, he'll... That, but, yeah, that that's kind of... I mean, also, if you think about it, if someone's on stage for that long, you're going to not be, agree with every single... Right. Like, Joan Rivers has plenty of stuff that she said that I don't agree with, but she's still my favorite comedian. Right. Um, right. I, you know, there's plenty of painters that I love. I don't love all of their works. Uh, right. Some of it I don't feel works for me, but I, there's plenty of directors who have directed movies that I love and movies that I don't like. And also now, because of social media, there's such the opportunity to give instant feedback on something that feels like right. you're being anonymous. So you did see one of those things you didn't like. Maybe your mental health's a little quonky. You go online, fuck this person, <laughs> fuck their mom, fuck them, blah, 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 blah. Just because people fire off these things. And I've been guilty of firing off responses sometimes. And then I'm like, okay, no, 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 no. That, there was no reason to respond. Although your response to that woman who came after me for watching Rachel Ray was one of the oh, funniest yeah. things I've ever seen in my entire life. You know my God, aunt Cindy has that saved in her phone? It's fu- it's funny. Thank God that wasn't in person, though. Because if that had happened in person, then it would have been... Then I would have actually regretted it. Like, in the space of us joking about it, yeah. If it had been in person, what if I got in trouble? Like, what if I got in... What if I was like, fuck you, fuck your life, you're a bitch, I you're I think it was... I think it was funny. Doing it to someone's... But then she could have been like, oh, I'm gonna go escalate this, because... And then done like the, it's just uh, we're everyone's we're trying to navigate in a in a space where there's but more, that's why we, we shouldn't care anymore. Shouldn't it's care. Like, but, I can't I can't walk on eggshells and impress every. I don't know half these people. Like right. look, if I said something that offended you, that's one thing. Right. I love you and I'm friends with you, but like to random people I'll never meet. I don't care. You don't like what I said. Fine. It's, I've gotten, I don't know There's you. been a couple times where I've gotten good feedback from people, and they did it in a really great way. One of them was Inside the Closet Listener, actually, and she sent me a really – she was like – she said it in a really just, like, productive way, and she was like, you know, you should, like, think about, you know, your response to this. And 
I was like, what, what, what was she being? What was she saying? She was, I didn't hear about this. She said she had written it on Instagram, and she said, you know, in regards to um, sitting next to George Bush at the game, and she was like, oh, I'm, right. but she was like, I'm a queer person of color, and then it was normalizing like his war crimes, and the reason that it did feel hurtful was it didn't like that wasn't acknowledged, and mm-hmm. I was like, okay. You're right. I didn't think of that. I'm ignorant about things that are the result of me being privileged to not have to have as part of my reality. And I was like, but the way she said it was, you know, it was, it was, it wasn't like, you stupid fucking idiot. Like, what the fuck? Like, how could you fucking think you, like, it was just like, I'm just saying this out of like, you know, support. There, look, there's, there's nothing wrong with sharing your opinion like that. Like, yeah, productive. Look. We also have to put in context. I don't think Ellen picked seats next to him. I think they just happen to be next to each other. That's right. number one. Right. Number two, we have to stop erasing the work that people have done. Like, Ellen's not responsible for what George Bush did. Ellen was sat next to him at a game. That wasn't her pick. Whatever. You know, she did. She reacted like anyone else would react when an ex-president sits next to you. You just sort of, like, play nice, and I don't think they're best friends. So that's number one. Number two, we can't erase the amount of work Ellen has done for the LGBTQ Absolutely. community. I don't think like, this person you know, was... I don't think she was trying to say that. I think she was trying to say the reason that... Because when, totally, I, when totally. I first did it, I was like, I wouldn't give a fuck. I would have shared a hot dog with him. Who f- I fuck, I could give two fucks. I just want to watch the game. And then she was like, just so <laughs> did you, you say know, that? Probably something like I was like I wouldn't have, I would have been like yeah whatever it's just who you're sitting next to now, Dick Cheney I wouldn't have wanted to sit next to but <laughs> but they were like just so you know the reason people would be upset about that as something to think about and I was like got it they they didn't say it like it wasn't a whole diatribe about George Bush either it was just like these are some of the things that he's done that we're getting normalized and I was like okay that it wasn't actually she didn't I don't even think she mentioned Ellen in it. Because maybe who total well, but but that's why it was brought up, right? I mean, I I think that all those points are valid, but we also have to we also everything has to be looked at in context. So it's like if Ellen had gone gone out of her way and went to a private dinner, and became good friends with George Bush, and so, that's one thing. But Ellen was caught at a game and was sitting in the same seats with. I mean, How old is Ellen? She didn't she didn't pick it. I don't think. Uh, let's let's guess. I'm gonna say she's sixty three. I'm gonna say fifty six. Okay. Yeah. So that kind of age range. Ellen is sixty-one. Really? So we were we were in the in the middle. Really, sixty-one, mm-hmm. and that's someone who's been in entertainment a long time, endured a lot of stress. I just spit out the most disgusting. I'm disgusting. What'd you spit um, out? <laughs> but like, just mucus. Um, <laughs> but I'm not sick. I get it. When's no, I ne- think, look, I think all, here's the difference. It, yeah, everything is how you approach it. So, like, this girl came to you and just sort of explained to you why that's offensive. That makes total sense. And it's she like, maybe, okay. And I think she kept it very personal to her. Like, I, and also it's like, I could see someone saying, oh, well, why is it always the person that was hurt having to explain to, just for the sake of conversation, they said this in a way that was very, that really, like, opened me up to understanding what they were talking about, me being like... Mm-hmm. And I've done that for people. If someone has said something where I'm like, okay, like, y- you know, you start with, this is how this affected... Especially, like, I remember in college, I took this class about, like... I forget exactly what it was called, but it was basically, like, understanding, like, 
privileges you'll get as a white person. Mm-hmm. And I just remembered after I was taking it, one of the things the teacher said, she was like, okay, we don't need you guys to go, like, up to people of color being like, man, like, white people are crazy. She's like, that's not helpful. She's like, just Yeah, it's like the thing with gays. Like, don't right. need straight people coming up to us explaining to me why my life exactly suck sometimes. Right. So they're like, go work with other white people so people of color don't have to do it and try to engage from that. And I was like, oh, okay. So then I tried to use, I remember that was like the, I, I remember paying attention. Oh my God. I've got a funny story about that glass. Which by the way, I have to run a little okay. bit. I'll tell you the story and then, then wrap it up. So okay. the, it was a really like intense, meaningful class. You know, lots of things get dug up because different like class backgrounds come into play. Like there's like a lot of different things going on. Very, it was a very, the teacher's this woman named Becky Thompson. She writes, like, books on the subject of, like, anti-racism and, like, it's, like, an intense class. So at the end, she says, I want everyone to bring in something that's meaningful to them and share it with the class. Okay. So I forgot. So we're in class and people are like, okay, this is a letter my grandmother wrote before she was, like, fucking executed. Like, serious shit. And I'm in the class, like... And we was part of our grade. So I'm like, fuck. <laughs> I got nothing, Mateo. Didn't bring in anything. All I have is like an iced coffee, like maybe a sandwich, and whatever I'm wearing. So I'm like, fuck. So then I had a necklace on, and I was like, this necklace. <laughs> when I was in special ed, I would grip it and remember that, you know, just because I had a learning a disability... Didn't mean that I was unable to learn, and I remember when. And they're like nodding at me to keep going. I'm like, fucking. I'm like, I remember when <laughs> I first visited. It was like I had to keep going until they were like, okay. This was like when I went to Simmons, the college, and I had to, you know, realize that I could be here. I still gripped the stone, and it made me feel like, you know, it's the oneness of it all. And they were like, great. And then they moved on, and I was like, Jesus fucking Christ. It was like not even my necklace. It was just something I had put on. <laughs> just hanging on by a thread. Like, that That is something you would do where you're like, this necklace. This stone yeah. is. Yeah, necklace. That's it. It's, it's kept me alive uh, all these years, so... Well, look, this was a really good episode. Yes, great to catch up. Thank you guys, as always, for listening. Hope you guys had a good holiday, New Year's. You as listeners, like, what do you guys What do you guys think, or it's the community, what do you guys think about when you feel bothered that someone says, like, how do you react to that and process it? Like, someone that says on a media platform, do you then talk about it with friends? Do you respond online? Feel free to write about that anonymously, because I would love to hear... Or not anonymously. Or Tell not us who you are. Show yourself. Yeah, totally. Totally. Um, that being said, yes, George Bush is terrible. Right. <laughs> I mean, he really is just awful. Um, all right. Well, all right, look, well, thank you I guys. love you very much. Yes. And uh, can't wait to rendezvous next week.